87%. Yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something, why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Real estate agents, pay close attention. You need to hear what's about to happen next. If you need lead generation strategies, you need to know how to recruit, you want to be able to build a team, you want to grow your business to 75 to 150 transactions per year and more, and you want to know the exact daily schedule to do it, this is the time to learn it in less than 45 minutes. Houston, Texas real estate agent extraordinaire, Mr. Eric Harbert, who actually also happens to be a coach with Club Wealth, is going to walk us through his exact daily schedule, his exact lead sources, his exact recruiting strategies, everything he's doing. We're going to lay it out right now in full. Get ready, grab a seat, and start commenting in the comments to let us know what your questions for Coach Eric Harbert are. Eric, welcome to Club Wealth TV. Uh, and by the way, guys, my name is Michael Hellickson. I'm the founder and CEO of Club Wealth. As you can see, I'm outside right now wearing an overcoat. Why? Because it's freaking cold out here. It may be sunny, but I'm telling you, it is cold. It's about to snow here in Leavenworth, Washington. So excited about that. I just love the snow. But you know what I love more than snow? It's making freaking money. So Eric, talk to us about making money, man. I want to start off with lead generation. We're going to get into your daily schedule in just a minute here. But tell us a little bit about, so you're an agent in Houston, Texas. Give us your background. How many you know, kids do you got? All that stuff. And then let's dive right into the good stuff. Are we talking to agent kids or real kids? Because I got them both. Dude, um, right? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> love it. Bunch of brand new agents and also a bunch of kids. So I am happily married to my wife. Uh, we have four amazing children and uh, running it here in Houston. Our day is a little bit gloomy. I wish we had the sun out like you did. But we're still in the 70s, so a little trade-off there. It's really nice here. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Right now we're growing our team. The agent side, we're about 17 agents. Got two new, two new ones signing on this week, continuing to grow. An amazing, amazing group here in Houston. Look forward to running the, uh, the entire Metro over the next year. Okay, so how many total agents on the team? Uh, up to 17 now. Up to 17. Okay, that's fantastic. So, And I get that it ebbs and flows almost on a daily basis, it seems like, a lot of times when you're running a big team. But, uh, okay, so how long have you been selling real estate altogether? You know, I got licensed back in 2011, 2012. Okay. Um, now, a lot of that was for my own purpose. I did a lot of investment, sold my own flips, things like that. I really went full-time as a realtor in 2020, right when COVID hit. And then I joined Club Wealth 2021, and that's when I realized how good it was, focus on building the team, and then uh, I was fortunate enough to become a coach shortly after. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's put this in perspective. So what you're saying, hang on. What you're saying is, <laughs> I'm back. 
What you're saying is that essentially in just under two years, you went from solo agent to a team of 17 people doing 75 to 150 transactions a year. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Dude, guys, I hope everybody's paying close attention to this because we're going to give you the secret sauce right now. So I understand that one of the components of that was joining Club Wealth, right? And becoming a coaching client with Club Wealth. And certainly that excites me. I'm very happy to hear that. And I'm really glad that it's worked out well for you and that it's helped you to grow. That being said, you had to do the work. So let's talk specifics about what was the first thing you had to do to be able to make that shift from solo agent to I'm going to be a team leader. And then let's get into the nitty gritty on lead sources and the rest of it. But what, ha what happened first? How'd you make that shift? Man, one of the things that we really focused on is just talking to people. And it's the same thing with finding new clients, but every interaction with an agent is a interaction of, of getting them onto your team or introducing them to what life could be like. At first, it's only one, right? Like you got to get that first agent on the team and then get the next one and the next one and it grows. Uh, one of my biggest transitions, even coming into Club Wealth, was really setting up the foundations, having a good CRM set up, having the ability to do the lead generation and all of those pieces. And now it's been a lot easier to scale with those extra agents. Mm -hmm. Whereas a year ago, I was going in, creating email addresses, making my onboarding system and doing everything else. It's been a lot more streamlined. Now it's I tell my admin, hey, Penny, we have a new agent coming on board. Go ahead and get full onboarding going. And then the next day they get the welcome email, they get their email address, they get full access to the systems, they get all their logins. It's a lot easier then for me to focus on the interactions of the lead generation and the lead follow-up. You know, I'm really glad to hear you say that because I think a lot of agents think, oh my gosh, you know, if I recruit people, now I got to hire them. I got to bring them on board and that's a big hassle. And then I got to train them and that's a lot of work. And what I'm hearing you say is, no, listen, you can utilize the people that are already on your team. You've probably already got an assistant. If you're getting ready to build a team, you probably already have at least an administrative assistant. And she can take a lot of the burden off on the onboarding process and even the training process by getting them the right videos that you've pre-recorded. Like for you, for example, you know, you can upload them in a club off you and they can go in there and you can see which videos they've watched, how long they've watched them, how they scored on any tests that you might have created in there for them. Uh, and so there's lots of ways to simplify that process. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you taking advantage of those. Go ahead. Michael, just to that point, yeah. when we talk about going from no agents to the first one, mm -hmm. that's when you build the system, right? Like you don't have to come up, you don't have to make it before you go there. Yeah. When you start training that first agent, when you start getting them into the systems, that's when you record the video. And every time you train them on each individual piece, just record it, save it. And then you have it ready for multiple people instead of that one. Yep. And it's so it's one and done, right? You just you you get it done one time, you can use it over and over and over and over again. And you might make adjustments to it here and there, but it's not as much work. And it's really not that much work in the beginning. You just got to do it, right? It's just kind of like going to the dentist, just freaking get it over with, get it done. Once it's done, now you can really build a team around it. And even if it takes you, you know, two, three, four hours on a Saturday morning to get it done, great. Now it's done, right? Okay. So now, by the way, before I forget, I got to digress really quick. Above your right shoulder there, we're seeing uh, this. Uh, there's a sign up in your house. Can you tell us a little bit about the sign? Yeah. No success in the world compensates for failure in the home. Wait. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Sometimes oh, I reverse it in my mind. <laughs> no, you're right. No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home, 100%. So tell me what that means. What that, what more important, not only what does it mean, where does it come from, but what does it mean to you? So, you know, Michael, coming into this, you actually sent this as part of my onboarding with Club Wealth. Really, I mean, what it means to me is making sure family first, 
Now that doesn't mean go on a doctor's appointment at like two o'clock when I'm supposed to be on an appointment, yeah. but it means putting their reality, putting them first, making sure that I am succeeding so that they are succeeding in the future and having that mindset continually. Now I will tell you, I'm a different agent than a lot of agents. When we hit about six o'clock at night, my phone goes away and we sit down at family dinner and I'm not checking my phone. It's their time. I work with my kids. I'm in there with my kids. We talk about our days. We interact. We don't play on phones or media during that time because that's us time. So it's dedicated to them. There's a good split. So you sound like Frank Reagan on uh, Blue Bloods. I love it. I love it. But what I really love about that is I think there's this misconception amongst real estate agents that, you know, you have to work 24-7, be available 24-7, yet you know, et cetera, et cetera, or you can't be successful. And the reality is, especially if you're either on a team or building a team, you create efficiencies and you create redundancies that allow you to take that time. Because when you're there sitting at the family dinner and you've got your phone put away, if a lead comes in, somebody else on the team is handling that lead. That person's getting taken care of. It's not like they're being left uh, to fend for themselves or find some other team to work with. And so I, I think that's lost on a lot of people that, yes, you can actually become very, very successful and have a lot of success in your home life as well. It's not They're not mutually exclusive. So I love that you've got that in there. Well, more importantly, I love that you're living it. Go ahead. Any other thoughts on that? That's it, right? Systems and foundations, put those in place, and it makes it a lot easier to separate those times. But the reality of it, right, is when you're in work time, you work. When you're in family time, you family. I don't know. You family. <laughs> but you separate <laughs> the two. And when they're separate, you have the right focus at the right time. So, okay, but that's that's exactly what I like because what you're saying is, okay, when I'm at work, I'm not on the phone chatting with my wife, chatting with my kids. I'm not, you know, messaging my family back and forth. I'm at work and I'm making freaking money. And then I go home and because I was really efficient and really focused during my workday, when I go home, I get to actually be home. Right. When you're on vacation, you're not married to your cell phone, right? You're there with your wife. You know, she's not constantly saying, Hey man, we're gonna have to perform a cell phoneectomy over here. Right. She's like, No, this is great. We're on vacation, we're having a good time. You guys get to recharge, you come back, you're even better for it. Uh, so I love that. And that really comes back down to your perfect daily schedule. So let's get into this for just a minute. The perfect daily schedule is the foundation upon which I would say most of our clients have the most success. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if if I could if I could point to one differentiator between you know, hey, really highly successful agents and mediocre you know agents or agents that that experience mediocre results, if you will, it doesn't mean they themselves are mediocre. It just means the results may be mediocre. If I could place it, you know, one key differentiator uh, would be the perfect daily schedule. So tell us what it is, how you implement it, and what is your perfect daily schedule. So Michael, actually. Um... Just like we showed quarterly, I'm reviewing my perfect daily schedule. Now, I took away from our last conference, BSM, from Donnie Morrow. He talked about going from tier two to tier six and how he did his perfect daily schedule. It actually gave me a realization of how to do it a little bit differently. I have it in front of me, and I'm consistently working on it. So I built my ideal daily schedule. This is what I think I should be doing. And now over the next two weeks, I'm tracking. And I literally track my days. Every 30 minutes is how this is set up in increments to see my actual versus my ideal. In about two weeks, two weeks of tracking, then I'll be able to come up with my combined and have my real. 
perfect daily schedule. We, we come in with our templates. We have a good idea of where we're starting. Yep. We, we look at, you know, what's going to work best for us. Um, and I'm even working on this, implementing it with my team, because that's what we did in our last team training. And we're all doing it together. Part of the reason that I do that with my team, not just by myself, is accountability. Yep. It's a lot easier to make sure that you're doing it day in and day out when you have somebody else that checks with you every morning and says, hey, did you get your tracking done? Uh, yep. Okay, I did. So um, as of right now, my perfect daily schedule, I wake up, get my kids ready for school. I hit the office. I do my uh, daily huddle with the team. Um, and that runs from 830 to 9. I then prospect from 9 to about 1231 o'clock. Mm-hmm. At that point, I usually either grab a, a shake on the run or I might have a quick lunch, but then I'm headed to appointments. I run my appointments from one o'clock until six o'clock, and then I head back out to the house. Um, right now, I'm averaging about two to three appointments per day on the average day. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Okay, so let's let's back up a step. So first and foremost, I love that you've got it in the first place, right? Like that's the first step. Did you feel like it was restrictive at first? Did you feel like what was what was your like feeling when somebody said, "Hey, we're going to have you work on this perfect daily schedule." Uh, you know, what, what what went through your mind? So I was I I knew a little bit about time blocking. Um and so really when I first started it, it was more trying to figure out the right times. Mm-hmm. And realizing that if you put things like prospecting first, they get done. I was like, well, I can do that in the afternoon or maybe I'll just get to it and work through my day. Like when I'm on my drive time, I can make my phone calls. Reality comes around and then you're putting out fires. You're dealing with all the stuff that comes throughout the day and that prospecting doesn't get done. That's right. So and that's without very dedicated time, that that's the, that's the biggest thing. So it mm-hmm. wasn't um, that I would say hard, but it was different at first getting used to segmenting the time and then sticking to it. Okay. So now once you've gotten used to it, does I'm, I'm assuming of course it gets easier, but as it gets easier, does it become even comfortable? Does it become what you crave or is it just, no, I still got to kind of work at it, but at least it's getting done. There will always be times that we have stuff pop up. Some high end seller can only meet at 10 AM. We might make an exception here or there, but the rules make it very easy to live the life, go through it the right way, and then continue to say that. And it's to the point now where I even work through my Calendly to set my appointments because I don't even have to check my schedule. I click Calendly and I say, oh, these are the ones that are available. What time can you meet, Mr. and Mrs. Seller? And we schedule it just like that. Yep. Same rules apply to my ISAs. They're out there calling, setting appointments. They only can set appointments in my appointment time. If they need to set something out of that, or it's an absolute must that they can't meet in that, they got to call me. They like got to get a hold of me to set that specialized appointment. Yeah. So we we define those rules pretty well, and it really helps streamline it. That's the level of discipline that I really, you know, I I I I tell agents all the time they need to do this, and some listen and some don't. But you know, you look at people like you, you look at Liz McDonald, Virginia Corbett, Nicole Gaudet, Austin Hellickson. You know, these guys are very focused. They're very disciplined on their time. 
you all are. And, and that's why you do as well as you do. You mentioned Donnie Morrow, you know, getting to that point for him meant getting very disciplined with his time for a period of time. Now he has a lot more freedom and flexibility with his time today because he's got over 60 people on his team, but to get to that point, which by the way, didn't take him very long uh, because he was very disciplined, right? Only took him a couple of years, but because of that discipline, he then was able to build freedom for himself long-term. So, all right. So I love the perfect daily schedule. And by the way, I would counsel those that are watching when that million two or, you know, $2 million appointment comes up and it's, and the guy can only meet during your prospecting time, freaking tell him no. Uh, that's my opinion. I'll tell you why, because when you tell that guy, no, he's like, well, hold on, wait a minute. I've got a $2 million house. What am I chopped liver? No, I've just got an appointment at that time. Everybody wants to work with the guy that has a lot going on. Nobody wants to work with the guy that can just jump at the moment's notice and meet you whenever, because clearly you've got nothing going on. And the reason you got nothing going on is because you're not very successful. And so everybody wants to work with the person that everybody else wants to work with. That being said, let's move forward to recruiting for a second. Actually, let me back up. Let's save recruiting for last. I'm going to save that for a moment. Let's talk about lead generation. So there's all kinds of different ways to lead generate. What are your top three lead gen sources? And you can't say sphere. Well, you can say sphere, but if you do, you got to add a fourth. <laughs> okay. So my three that I consistently close from, uh, number one would be Homelight Simple Sale. Mm. We get the motivated cash sellers. Now to get into that program, you have to have proven track record as a investor. But once you do, you get their uh, cash program. People that are asking home light for a cash offer, not just a standard listing or sale. And I love motivated sellers. But hold on now. Whoa, 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 whoa. We got to go deeper on this. So home light, simple sale, right? Mm -hmm. You say you have to have a track record as an investor. Describe that. What does that mean? Like, do I have to have purchased a lot of properties? Do I have to be both a real estate agent and an investor? What, what Do I have to show them how much cash I've got? What do I got to do? So they even send those leads to non-agents. Those will even go out to just regular investors in market. And you have to show them HUDs where you've purchased, a, I believe it's a minimum of 10 houses in the last two years. Oh, so okay. if, you can't show them, if you can't show them transactions that you actually have the ability or have purchased properties, they won't let you into the program. Sweet. Okay. First of all, I love it. I, I got to be honest with you. I've never heard of it before. I love the program. That's fantastic. So I got to get Austin on that right away. I'm going to buy that. So, uh, okay. So, so you, that's it's a, it's a referral, referral based lead source, just like the rest of home lights. It's just, I like those leads more, right? Cause they are cash motivated. Offer, motivated sale. Yeah, yep. they sound very motivated. Absolutely. I love cash offer leads. You know, my, my favorites are leads like candy.com and trigger listings. Those are both awesome. What's that? You stole my thunder. That was oh, my second. Number two, right? say those? <laughs> so my second favorite right now is Leads Like Candy. Sweet. So you're even liking this home life, uh, simple sale even better now, which tells me it's really good. So that's great news. Okay. So you're liking Leads Like Candy. Tell us about that. So we have an okay conversion rate with the brand new leads. They take a lot of follow-up. We love the prospecting leads. I that's hear where that the money is. Yes. Get get a plan that's high enough in the leads like candy where you're getting a good dump of prospecting leads. I will tell you, I have it good in my market. I recommend this to all of my coaching clients. But realistically, in the Houston market, I'm getting somewhere between 250 and 300 prospecting leads a week. Oh, my gosh. So they are hammering us with prospecting leads. How so my guys work those consistently. And really, that's why I need so much more team. 
because we've got so many leads just to prospect through. Well, Extra you start leads. adding that up. You know, if you get those for a month, now you're at a thousand leads. Then you get them for the next month. Now you're at 2,000 leads. Three months in, you're at 3,000 leads. I mean, holy cow. And you got to be following up these people a lot. How many appointments do you suppose you're setting from leadslikecandy.com uh, on a weekly basis, let's say? Uh, we'll run about five or six appointments per week. Just from those 250 leads. And the cost? Excuse me. Let, me. let me clarify that. I'm sorry. They'll set that for me. Mm-hmm. My other agents are setting somewhat similar amounts from those lead sources. So we're probably pulling 12, 15 appointments per week from just the prospecting leads. So somewhere between two and a half and three listings per day, or listing appointments per day from that one lead source, leadslikecandy.com. That'll that'll include buyer side. So I, I let them sure. work all of the buyer side on the yeah. prospecting. So for me, okay. yeah. Five, well, five listing appointments, one or two per day. Dude, the buyer side. What do you What are you paying for that, roughly? Uh, I run it just on. It's like a smidge under a thousand bucks a month with a discount. Can I just say when I hear you say this, it makes me chuckle. You know why? Because there's still people out there buying Zillow leads. Are you freaking kidding me? Why would I buy Realtor.com and Zillow when I can get these leads for a fraction of the cost? Now, don't get me wrong. I get big enough. I got to buy every lead source out there, right? But in the beginning, I'm going to buy the most effective lead source to give me the highest ROI and the shortest cash conversion cycle. And it sounds like this one's doing just that, leadslikecandy.com. So that's fantastic. Buyers agents love motivated buyers too, right? Like he doesn't want a motivated buyer. So it goes on both sides. I agree. Well, and and not only that, but a lot of those buyers have homes to sell. And a lot of those sellers are going to go buy a home. I mean, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it leads, a leads, a lead. It's a person that's raised their hand and said, hey, I'm interested in buying or selling at some time in the near future uh, or in the future, at least. Okay, good stuff. All right. What's number three? So this one's hard. I, I really love Google LSA, but ah. it doesn't produce as much as I want it to. I need to re-algorithm. I need to get with Tress. I need to refigure it because I don't get as much as I want to. I will tell you though, when I get a Google LSA lead, I have nearly a hundred percent conversion rates. Yeah. They're gold. Like they a are smidgen under a hundred percent conversion rate. Yeah. And just, I think it's uh next week or the week after I've got the, or sometime here in the next couple of weeks, I've got the uh, Google LSA done with you workshop here in Seattle. And you did that workshop at one point, didn't you? So I had a, a slightly different one. My first coach when I joined Club Wealth was Cole. Was Nicole. <laughs> Nicole. Cheater. So she like <laughs> told me everything that I had to do and got it up there. But I probably need to come back because I have not been ranking as good. And I probably need to come back and redo it or figure Dude, out. You got to come on. up to the event, man. Come up here in Seattle and come hang out with me up in Leavenworth afterwards. But uh, we got, I mean, shoot, I could show you this. I'll take you up in the mountains in the Can-Am. Holy cow. You see that thing? Look at this little thing down here. Can you see the Can-Am down there? I don't know if you can see it or not. There's Probably not. Dude, I'm telling you, Sorry. it's got tracks on it now. Wait till the snow flies and we get out there with those tracks. Oh man, Eric, you'd love it. All right. So that being said, uh, here's what I wanted to show, share. So um, with, when, sorry, let me back up with Google LSA. The key with Google LSA is you've got to, got to, got to make sure that you're doing the ongoing stuff. And that's where you mentioned Trace, right? So first of all, you get to set it up right. Most people don't even know how to set it up right. And I'm telling you, there's some companies out there that are charging people to set up their Google LSA that are really Mickey mousing their stuff up and, and making a mess out of it. Uh, and that that now has to be unwound and has to, a lot of cases, it takes a long time to regain that account and to fix that account. 
Um, but at the end of the day, if you can just start fresh and use our systems to build it, get it built right. And then there's some ongoing stuff you have to do on an ongoing basis. I'm going to tell you the single biggest key though. And you probably already know this, Eric. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious if you found the same to be true, but at the end of the day, if you don't answer every single call that comes in right now, you're going to drop in their algorithm in a very big way, very quickly. Uh, have you seen that to be true as well? Absolutely. How's your answer right Absolutely. now with TLC? It's it's a hundred percent. Like we have it routed to the agents, and then we have it ran so answer connects. Okay. So perfect. If it, if it comes in, it's going to get answered. Yep, yep. That's the key. I mean, I'm telling you, that's one of the big keys. And then, of course, you've got to do your ongoing posting and your ongoing tagging and all that stuff to make that thing really work well. But you should be able to rank in top three. The goal is ranking either number one, number two, or number three in all of the areas that you service. Um, and I'll tell you, it's 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 not hard if you've got the right systems in place. So good stuff. Google I'll say, but you said there was another one that you thought was really close to that. What was it? So uh, the other side of Google is Google pay-per-click. Ah. And if you're in pay-per-click, you can focus those. It has not been as good for sellers, mm -hmm. but it is pretty good overall for our, for our team. Yeah. And so when you say it's been good for your team, I get, apparently you're talking buyer leads, then I would buyer, say. Buyer leads. Yeah. So the PPC is doing better on the buyer leads and the GLSA is doing better on the seller leads. Is that pretty accurate? Okay. All right. Both great lead sources. All right. Let's, let's move on. Those are some great lead sources. And by the way, if you're interested in GLSA, go to clubwealth.com forward slash GLSA, clubwealth.com forward slash GLSA. I'm curious, type into the chat. How many of you are using leads like candy, GLSA, um, or, uh, uh, what was the other one? I just, oh, and pay-per-click, Google pay-per-click. How many of oh, you are using know. any one of those three in your business? Type in which ones you're using, uh, in the chat here. I'm really curious as to what everybody's using. All right. That said, let's move to lead follow-up. Okay. So I, I know that you understand the importance of being aggressive with the process, but how aggressive are you with the process really? Cause you know, is it, does it really take all this crazy stuff that I keep telling people or is there an easier path? What, what do you think? I wish there was an easier path, right? That one would be nice. Find the golden ticket and hand it to us. Yeah. Uh, I think you're actually working on that, right? Um, no, it, I wish. It, it is. It is always probably the most predominant piece of our business. Mm -hmm. Consistently calling the new leads, the follow-up leads, or even after the appointment to continue that, get a hold of somebody, get the appointment. If it's been on an appointment and they didn't sign, it's continuing to follow up with those people that you went out on and getting them in the process or to sign with you. Okay, but back up a step because what I'm hearing you say is, oh, you got to call them and all that, but you're a pretty high tech guy. Don't you have some AI in place? Aren't you using some, some systems that automate a lot of that follow up or do you really have to call them? It is, it is, it is both, right? It's not and or, it's all. So we have the drip campaign going that does automated text, email, it drops voicemail and sends out bomb bomb videos. And then we're calling them multiple times. And then we have multiple drips that are gonna do or hit different ways. So it's it's everything. There isn't one, you gotta do it all. I'm glad to hear you say that. That's, that, that. That echoes what I've been saying forever. You know, People think that they can get away without having to do the calls and the reality is, this is a contact sport, man. You got to contact people. You got to get voice to voice and face to face with people. If you want to make money in this business, that's just how it is. And uh, one, of the, one of the big things that we've noticed, Michael, with the new opt out rules with texting and everything else, now they're putting garbage at the end of your text message or they all have the opt out. You got to put it in something like that. So a lot of people, when they see that, they just automatically opt out. 
they're opting out of text messaging. They're not opting out of phone calls. So we still call them. If they opt out, guess what? You're getting a phone call. Well, and not only that, but I would assume that, you know, when they opt out, they're less likely to be hearing from other agents and they're more likely to only be hearing just from you. Because if they're opting out of your stuff, they're opting out of everybody else's stuff too. So, yep. all right, that's good stuff. I love it. All right. So what frequency are you following up with people? Like, do you have a schedule you follow? Are you, do you have, do you have a more complex kind of a, a cocktail of things that you do or, you know, give us the nitty gritty there. Yeah, so we are following the three by three by three by three by. We I don't are. know how many times we went out, but three by three by three rule. Um, so we run that with all of our new leads. Okay. And then we do a slightly different rotation with our Z buyer prospecting leads that we dump in. It is very similar, but we then trickle off or hit different ways. And we find that it actually peaks interest. Like if you stop messaging for a couple of days, and then reaping them hard, they're like, wait, what's going on? Um, so we've, we've tried some different uh, text messaging or where we're blasting them more frequently, which is like taking the three by three, mm-hmm. putting on a small pause and then hammering hard. Yeah. We've gotten people to pick up a little bit more often with something like that strategy. So absolutely. If you don't know what the three by three by three is, three times a day for the first three days, three times a week for the first three weeks, three times a month for the first three months and then three times a year for the next three years. And then really, I really, it's not three years. I think it's probably three times a year forever. It just stays. It continues to go on. They get invited to our client events. So that's like adding in like four touches per year, no matter what. So we, we continue to drip and, and work with those leads no matter how they come in. Okay. So you brought up client events. Let's have that conversation because that's another really hot topic right now. So tell us what you're doing for client events, how you're doing for a year. What are the client events that you do most regularly? I was a little bit more fortunate than most. I went out and got a Santa on my team. His name is Brian. He has I've the met him. I remember beard. you met him. In, yeah, yeah. We were in Houston. Um, so coming up December 9th, we're going to do pictures with Santa we do that one every year. That's going to grow momentum year after year. We always try to t- uh, tie to a charity. So either Toys for Tots or a local woman's shelter, things like that, get donations, especially holiday time. People like to give back. Um, we do one right around Easter, which is kegs and eggs. Uh, we we actually have a brewery up here. Uh, this last year, we dropped 2,000 Easter eggs, and they were they were picked up in less than 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. Kids greedy little kids. Now, if kids were just as good at making money as they are at picking up freaking Easter eggs, man, we'd fix the world tomorrow. Seriously. Yep. yep. Uh, and then we've done a bunch of different other little ones in between. Those are our two major ones right now. Um, I haven't gotten this one going yet. My wife wants to put this one into place. It's a men in high heels race. And we want to go Whoa. big with this. She wants to tie it to the Montgomery County Women's Shelter. And then we're going to get a group or teams of of men in high heels and run a relay race. And if you can imagine the publicity that goes along with that, getting a bunch of guys out there running in high heels. Um, From my hometown in Grand Junction, Colorado, they did this annually. And it was this really big event that grew and grew. And my wife's like, we got to do that here. So coming to a town near you in 2024 we plan on doing that as our is our third month so end season uh client event i'll have to watch that one on uh, video 
have to get the videographers out there, man. It's, it's, it'll awesome. be fun. Uh, awesome. A couple others that we've done. Um, we did a back-to-school blast, ice cream social, just invite all the kids, the area. Um, we actually have a, um, a pool at our clubhouse. So we rented the pool and had ice cream, just invite everybody to put up a uh, bouncy slide, just made it easy. Uh, we've done some, some easy things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, we did a, a farmer's market. So we were a sponsor at a farmer's market and we invited all of our clients out to the farmer's market. We gave out hot cocoa, did all the different things. So a bunch of different ones. Uh, another big one that we plan on doing, this one is going to take a little bit more work also is a touch a truck. I mean, you ever heard of touch a truck, huh. but around here, the, the, counties they have you know dump trucks fire equipment police officers we get them out to a park they'll all just show up with the vehicles as long as you request them ahead of time because they're all county owned and they'll bring their big equipment so they'll bring a dump truck an excavator a cat and then you can get the fire truck the police cars and ambulance out there and then just invite the kids come check them out and i've uh, i've worked with a couple that have done that before and i kind of want to bring that into our office so Cool. I love it. And so let me ask you this, these client events, have they been pretty effective in helping you grow your sphere of influence and get more referrals out of it? I think they really have. Um, I need to track better and get better correlation there. Obviously, we love reaching out to our current clients, being able to talk to people. And if anything, it has helped us with our phone call and approach because we have the ability and the reason to call our clients, right? We don't have to pick up the phone and say, hey, do you know anybody thinking or buying or selling a house, no more of that corny. But if we can say, hey, we're doing pictures with Santa, December 9th, we want you to bring the kids out. Mm -hmm. If you have an extra toy, bring it for the, you know, toys for tots, love to see you out there. And it lets us engage with a with an actual powerful reason. So what else are you doing then besides the client events? Are you doing Popeyes? Are you doing a newsletter? Are you doing, you know, obviously you're doing phone calls to invite them, you know, ahead of the event and all that kind of stuff. I know that. But uh, are you doing any of those other things? Not yet. All things I need to implement. Newsletters is next on my list, working on that. Um, right now, we're really boosting up or working on socials. One of the reasons that when you gave out the opportunity to join you, I was like, yep, I need to start doing that much better at it. Yep. Great content. Yep. Um, we saw David Metzler speak and his yeah. top, top takeaways, right? If you're not producing content, you need to be. Yep. And learn AI. Right. If you don't know AI or have somebody that's really good at AI, get out there and learn it. Dude, speaking of which, for those of you that aren't that aren't working with us already, check out the Black Hat team at Club Wealth. So go to clubwealth.com forward slash black hat. Uh, I gotta tell you, man, the AI that we're using there is off the charts. It's and here's the thing. Don't expect AI to do everything for you, right? Don't expect it to take them all the way to appointment every time. Uh, but what you want it to is you want it to get them to raise their hand. That's really what you're after. Just get them to raise their hand and say, hey, I want to talk to somebody. I'm interested. Uh, and then you get on there and you you take over the conversation from there. You get voice to voice with them and you close them. And uh, AI, man, it's doing some awesome, awesome things right now. It really is. It's I, I tell you. If you're not using AI in your business, and and I, I'm going to go so far as to say, if you're not using it by the end of 2024, you're going to be in the dust. You're, you're going to be left behind. I mean, it's just, you have to be using it. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you're using it, but I'm also glad to hear that you're not allowing it to be everything in your business. Uh, you know, I always tell people automation equals augmentation. Uh, it's not to replace what you're doing. It's to augment what you're doing. Um, okay, dude, I'm, I've got so many more questions for you. I love where this is headed, but we're running out of time. So I got to keep moving here. So um, on lead conversion, I'm going to ask you this. 
do you how how heavily do you qualify people before you or your team will go show them a house? Uh, if they pick up the phone, I think that's about the qualification that we do. Well, I mean, they have to set the appointment. That's it. Yeah. If they set the appointment, if they came in as a lead and they're willing to get me into their house, I'm going. Okay. All right. I like that a lot. And I agree with that, especially on the listing side too, where, you know, if you got a pulse, like I'm coming over, I'm going to be Jerry Maguire in your living room. Right. I mean, so I, I love that you're doing that. So you're, you basically, you don't care how outrageously priced they are, how ridiculous they are. If they're even that motivated to sell, you're just like, if you, if you'll let me in, I'm coming over. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know, in our initial script, when we're setting the appointment, oftentimes price doesn't even come up. Yeah. It's when can I come out? I want to walk through the program with you. Whichever it might be. Um, we had a brash of them. It really, I was trying to train my ISAs and I, I double thought about this because we had a lot of people that had active listings inviting me into their home. And I thought it was weird at first because you had to play that completely different. I'm not allowed to solicit for business from somebody that's active. If they ask me to come, I'm going to come. And so I've met probably in the last two or three weeks with five, six, seven clients wow. that are already listed. Wow. And they're looking for help. And it's an interesting conversation. So we don't even qualify for that anymore because honestly, I think I'm going to probably get two, if not three listings in the next month from people that are currently listed with another agent. And your MLS doesn't consider that solicitation. They're inviting me. Yep. They're asking me to come to their home. If I were to write a cash offer, I would have to go through their agent. I can't sign a listing agreement. I can't tell them what to do with their agent. Right. I can just show them what I offer or how I offer it. And then I then I don't coach or preach anything else. Very interesting. Wow. Okay, good stuff. So all right. So then let's let's back up. You'll go on any listing appointment. You're suggesting to your buyer agents they go on any buyer appointment. Um what if what if you get out there? How what what what's your qualification for what you'll take, right? Because the two things that I'm concerned about right now in this marketplace, number one, are agents have lost the skill set of asking for price reductions, right? I mean, it's they haven't had to in the last decade. And so now that you know you're gonna have to ask for some price reductions to get some stuff sold. I'm curious, like, do you have a plan in place for that? And then how is that impacting who you will list to begin with? So let's first start with the how are you handling price reductions? So written in the listing agreement. We already have it set up when they sign 5% every 14 days. Nice. Now, we generally have a conversation. Obviously, we're going to work with the seller. They know if they're not getting the showings, if it's not happening, they're going to get a conversation from me, from my team, letting them know what's going on. And we're going to be talking about that price reduction because we're hitting the 14-day mark. Okay. Dude, I love that you're being proactive about that because most agents aren't. And I have a hunch that because of that, you have fewer expired listings than a lot of agents. But um, so let's talk about who's having that conversation. How often are you calling your sellers? So I'm going to give that two caveats. I have a full-time TC uh -huh. and they give them updates regularly. Right. And then obviously if they need to have a conversation with me or if it's a hard conversation, then I step in and make that phone call as well. Okay. That is a minimum of weekly Usually we're trying to hit twice a week. That's exactly what I love to hear. All right. So to, at, a, at, a, at well, okay. At a bare minimum every two weeks, but you're really striving for weekly. Weekly. Yeah. Oftentimes okay. it's twice a week because we do a weekend report and then we'll do a final out through the, the end of the week. 
Okay. Dude, that's that, kind of, that level of communication is so rare in this industry. I mean, it really is. And I got a hunch that your that your retention rate's pretty good with your existing sellers. Uh, okay. So you go out to a listing. You're you're meeting with a seller and you're thinking, okay, well, this is about a four or five hundred thousand dollar house. They want to price it at eight hundred thousand. What do you do? Awesome. Let's go. You'd list it. Uh, I would I would list that tomorrow or today. Nice. I mean, let's let's sign. Yeah. Um now there's a difference between taking a listing and setting the expectation. Uh-huh. I am obviously going to tell them here's where it's going to sell. Mm-hmm. I have zero issues listing your house above where it's going to sell, but we are going to communicate and we're going to be realistic with your expectations. Fantastic. If they tell me they need to sell quick, then 800 doesn't get it done. I'm sorry. You're not going to sell. I can list it at 800. It's not going to sell. Do you want to try it? Okay. Let's try it. Yep. Then on that first phone call, when they've gotten zero showings, I'm sorry. In this market right now, it takes 10 showings to get an offer. We haven't gotten any. We got a price down to where you're getting at least four or five showings a week, but I'd like to see that at 10 a week. We can love it. I absolutely love it. That is fantastic. All right. So every week you're doing that. Now, when your assistant calls, is your assistant having the same conversation with them? Theirs is very regimented. So this is how many showings you've got. This is the feedback that we've had. Let's review it. Are you ready for a price drop or do you need to have a conversation with Eric? That is literally exactly how I did it. And that, that I'm telling you right now, agents that don't figure this out, they're going to get left behind. I mean, this is, Eric, you are right on the right track. That's exactly what you need to be doing. And watch this. I'll bet your assistant gets a ton of price reductions. They do when they need it. Yep. That's just, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like Austin does the same thing with his assistant, Maggie. Dude, she is a whiz at getting those price reductions. She's fantastic at it, right? And frankly, she's better at it than Austin is because Austin, he doesn't have the time or the bandwidth to be contacting all of his current clients on a regular basis. He's out going and getting new clients as, as he should be, right? As you should be as well. Okay, this is great stuff. So let's go to, I want to go to... um myths before I, before there's two other things I want to talk about after myths and we're running short on time. So we got to go fast, but I want you to dispel a common myth or two in real estate. What would you say is a, is something you hear agents say a lot that you're just like, that's not true. Oh gosh. I feel like I'm out of those circles and I stay away from it. Um, good. That's smart. I, you mean, <laughs> like I don't even listen to the, the average agents anymore. So we have such a good community here. Um, I, you know, a lot of new agents coming in feel like they are, and it's maybe that they don't feel like, but they feel like they're going to be super successful. They're going, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to do it. I say, that's awesome. What are you going to do to get there? And if they don't have a specific plan, I will sit there and I will tell them, unfortunately, you're not going to crush it, but I can show you how. Yep. And then we go through their habits, their daily habits. We get their perfect daily schedule gun. And then they can crush it. So that's, I mean, one of the biggest things for new agents is how much they're going to do or how much they're going to make. We realize that 87% are going to fail. Right. How do we change that? Yeah. Okay. That's good. That makes sense. I love it. Okay. So, and that's a great one too. And by the way, I would agree with you. I think that's a super common myth. Everybody thinks it's easy to sell real estate. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to be the best that ever was plain and simple. Right. Uh, and uh, the reality is that's just not true. They wake up and yeah, 
it's it's not as good as they thought it was going to be. So let's go to, there's two other things I want to ask you about. Number one, what do you do for fun? I mean, come on, I'm hearing all this work. I'm hearing all this making money. And, you know, what, what do you do for fun? Uh, so my my fun is oftentimes kid-oriented. So with our kids, uh, this last weekend, it was my son's birthday. We went on a, it was about three-hour nature walk. And then we played on the park for another two hours. So outside of my house, we have a creek. What was that question? How old is he? He just turned 11. 11. Okay. All right. We're like a year, maybe a year and a half away from youth squad. He's coming. Yep. yep. I love it. That's great. I love it. Okay. So, so Okay. So let me ask you this. You just, how many kids do you have? Four. Okay. Do you talk money with your kids? We do. We involve okay. them in budgeting and financing. What do you mean by that? What do you say you involve them? I want you to go deep on this because I think there's a lot of misnomers out there about kids and money and, and conversations at the dinner table and yada, yada, yada. And should we talk about work or should we talk about business or money and all that kind of stuff with our kids? Go deep on this for me. So we have two separate sides of it. My wife really handles our day-to-day books. She gets very good. She knows when our commissions are coming in, how they're going to be distributed, how much goes to the tax account, how much goes to the other account what goes to my business, and then what is used for our actual working capital or family capital. And then she breaks that down by commission by month and then has a plan. So when we have a commission, uh, I'm pointing at my board, you can't see my board. When we have a commission coming in, it isn't like, oh, I'm getting money. It's every single dollar is assigned. It's going somewhere that it needs to be. There's no like free money. Everyone's like, hey, I got a little fun money. She's like, no, you don't. Oh, that's great. I love that from a, from a, from a marriage, you know, from a marriage standpoint, but talk about the kids what's the kids involvement in that process. So they get to look at the budget and they'll understand where the dollars come in and where they go. Mm-hmm. So they get to sit down. And so if dad makes a $10,000 paycheck, it's not 10,000 that we get to go spend. We have to pay 3000 of the tax account. We have to put aside 1000 of the reserve account. We then put X amount to the business, depending on where we are in the month. And then we have this much to live off of. And that has to pay for whatever it might be, lunches, food, utilities, house payment, et cetera. So they see where that money goes. And then if there's extra, if there's fun money, if we're going to go out to dinner, if we're going to plan birthdays, right? Like we have an account set aside. So they have to see where those dollars go and how it accumulates to get those things. And then we also involve them in purchases. So they get to see like, hey, if you want to, or we're spending this money for going to Colorado for a week, this is how much we had to save. This is how long it took to get that account built up. Mm -hmm. And they really get that. Um, That's awesome. Keep going. On the business side, Mm -hmm. we do investment properties. And so they'll oftentimes- Tell tell us about your investment properties. How many investment properties do you have? Are you flipping? Are you buying and holding? What are you doing? Right now, mostly buying and holding. We okay. sold off our rentals recently when the, the market was a little hotter. We will be coming back to rentals. I know I need to have more. Um, right now, I have I have three active flips going on. My oldest son gives me a hard time, just like uh, somebody else on this call does. He's like, why are we not holding this one for a rental? Dad, I love fl- him already. <laughs> But they get to see that. They get to see what we're buying it for, what it's going to take to get it ready, and then what we need to do to make it a good property. That's awesome. 
Dude, that's huge. I hear you. I love it. You get the dog barking in the background. You show y'all mute yourself out. That's funny. No, but that's great. I just, the, the reason I wanted to have this part of the conversation is because I want parents to really understand and not just parents, but, but anybody that's out there that has interaction with kids, it's important to have conversations about money with them. It's important to involve them in the process. It's important to talk to them about business and make sure they understand how the business works. And, you know, I think a lot of people, especially, you know, just people in general, that, that either own their own business or they're very active in a business, they oftentimes fear having their kids fall in, follow in their footsteps. You know, I look at it just the opposite, especially in real estate. First of all, having a real estate license, like having a real uh, license to print cash. Second of all, if we can get our kids involved in real estate at an early age, well, guess what happens? I mean, if, they, if we involve them in that business, they can see what's going on. They can get all prepared and they can have a light years jump start ahead of everybody else. Uh, and you can really catapult their career. I mean, look at Austin. I mean, you know Austin really well. And uh, you know, and that kid's a decade ahead of where I was at his age. That's saying something. He doesn't get there if he doesn't have a father. Let me back up. He gets there because of who he is, right? I mean, like we can't make our kids be rock stars. They, you know, they we, we can we can help them be the best at what they are. But at the end of the day, when you grow up in a household where you have the example of someone in a particular profession, it really shortcuts that learning curve for you. Uh, and so I would encourage people to follow in Eric's footsteps and and do what you're doing, Eric, because, man, it just if if we would treat our kids not like kids, but like adults more often, they will respond to that right? If we give them that responsibility, if we give them that opportunity to learn, if we give them that opportunity to participate in the budget and how, you know, Hey kids, where should we spend our money? And you know, that kind of thing, you give them that kind of a level of involvement. Guess what happens? They, they embrace that. They learn, they get educated and guess what they'll end up having over time. They'll have a little bit of money. Uh, so that's good stuff. All right. Uh, last, yeah. What's that? They thrive off of it. They enjoy it. They like being a part of the, the family. They understand it a lot better. Hundred percent, yes. Uh, you don't need to worry about the dog. I can't hear the dog now. You're fine, man. You can, you can keep that unmuted if you want. Uh, but I do want to ask you this. I want to talk about uh, your dreams. And so I think it's important. You know, I, I've always said, you know, goals suck, habits rule. You know, okay, I get that. But at the end of the day, it's important to aspire to something, right? What is it that Eric Harbert aspires to? Man, Michael, uh, I used to get on the daily huddles with Club Wealth. And I would tell everybody I'm a tier five stuck in a tier two body. Um, my next goal is to get a good performing team. By the end of 24, I want at least 20 performing agents. And you're at how many right I'm, now? I'm at 17, but not performing. I want age. Uh, I want 20 performing agents. Define performing. Got, what does that mean? At least two deals a month. Perfect. Okay. All right. So 20 agents doing at least two deals a month. That'd be 480 deals a year. And then my own, maybe I'll still be doing a couple right before I uh, make that phone call to Michael to see if I'm allowed to get out of production. Right? Tier, at 480 deals a year, the answer is no. Uh, so, you know, with your own production, let's throw another 50 deals in it for yourself. So you're going to be at about uh, 530 deals a year. Still not quite ready to get out of production, uh, most yep. likely. Um, you're going to need some ops people. You're going to need, you know, full-time recruiters and that sort of thing before it's going to make sense to get out of production. But so bottom line, though, is your, your, your short-term aspiration is, uh, a, a production goal of basically 480 transactions from the team each year. Yep. Okay. What about personally? What do you aspire to personally? Do you find that? I mean, right now, Every, I'm, uh, I'm any of the other Okay. Well, great. So what is it you aspire to with your kids or with your family? 
Man, I want their lives to be enriched. Um, I think we've talked about this a little bit offline. So our kids are in private school. We want to make sure that they have the best for them. We don't trust the mainstream public system. So we want their lives to be different. We want them to have the opportunities for the future. I want to. And so a lot of the things that I really focus on and build for the future is as much for them as it is myself. Now, my youngest is three. So I have at least 15 more years until she's out of school. And this is like my dad time. This is my prime time to make sure that they get the best dad that they can have and that I can succeed to make their lives that much better and a great reality, right? Well, not only that, but they learn from example more than anything, right? So as they see you being successful, they'll become more successful. They'll see that hard work is is not only uh, rewarded, but it's ex- it's expected, right? And that's just, that's who we are. That's what we do. Uh, so good for you, man. Good for you. All right. So if there's one message you could convey to everybody watching this today, what would the, what would your final parting message be for everybody watching today? Don't give up. Times will get hard. Times will get rough. Keep going through. I've been through failure multiple times and it's a continued pressure and process. Do not worry about the little things, the little hiccups. Stuff happens. People quit. People leave your team. You'll lose a deal. Don't give up. Just keep going through that process. I love it. What a great message. And Eric, tell us again, again, what areas do you serve? Should someone want to send a referral your way? Major Houston Metro, so all surrounding. And then we can do the full state of Texas. If you want to send me a a seller, buyer anywhere in Texas, we'll take it. I love it. That's awesome. And if I could get everybody to to start operating under the assumption that, hey, if I'm licensed there, I work there. uh, Man, that would just make my day. That said, Coach Eric Harbert, I really appreciate you taking the time with us today. How would people get a hold of that? If they want to pick your brain, follow you somewhere on social or wherever, how do they get a hold of you so they can get a little bit more of Eric Harbert? So Eric Harbert on Facebook, you can give me a call anytime. My number's on the screen, 281-305-2520. You can also follow the Harbert Real Estate Group. And we're here in Houston, Texas. I love it. All right. And and finally, I'm going to ask for a shameless plug for Club Wealth. What would you tell people considering Club Wealth as their coaching company of choice? What What would you say to them? Man, it has made the largest impact in my business. I have doubled year after year, and I'm still growing. It's going to be an amazing growth season over this next set. I can't wait to see what the the 2024, 2025 looks like, being able just to really fully go after it. Look, I just got a little bobblehead. I was just going to say, speaking of kids, here comes the one now. Look at the little munchkin. I love it. They're cute. Dude, he's almost cute enough to make me want more, but nobody's that cute. So. I'm just kidding. We just tell people we love our kids, right? No, all right. So I'm not even going to go there. That being said, everybody reach out to Eric. If you've got a referral in his area, I can tell you this. He will take great care of them. If you're considering Club Wealth, go to clubwealth.com. And if you want to do a strategy session with one of our coaches once a year, uh, we'll let you do a strategy session with one of our coaches. And we'll essentially we'll walk you through a game plan for based on what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, what you where you'd like to be and where you are now. We'll build your roadmap for the next 12 months. Uh, And you just got to follow that roadmap. And so if you'll reach out to us at clubwealth.com forward slash strategy session, we'll help you with that. And finally, for 
for those of you that haven't done so already, make sure you like this page, comment on this, share this, go to our YouTube, follow that. Uh, and definitely, if you want to see this in podcast format, if you're not already uh, watching this there, uh, you can go to clubwealth.com forward slash TV, clubwealth.com forward slash TV. Uh, been really awesome having you guys here. We really appreciate your support and sharing this because it not only brings value to you, but it can bring value to other people that you care about in this business. So that with that, we'll wrap it up. Eric Harbert, thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, everybody? Thank you, Michael. Yes, absolutely. And guys, remember, get out there and crush it because guess what? Whether you feel like it or not today, you are world-class. 87%. Yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something. Why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just want to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you want to get to 25. If you're doing 500 transactions a year, you want to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you want to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something. You need the the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did.